0: Welcome to The Unconventional Path, Entrepreneurship and Innovation Stories and Ideas. Hello, I'm Bala Musitz.
1: And I'm Mike Wasserman.
0: Today, we are excited to be joined by Tyler Ornstein. Tyler founded Tyler's Coffee, the first acid-free coffee. And he did this as a 15-year-old, with a little help from his dad. It's a real fascinating story. And as you will see, Tyler's story and personality are very different from most of our previous guests.
1: Okay, Bela, I'm intrigued now. Let's give this interview a listen. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the podcast.
0: Today, I have a great guest, Tyler Ornstein. Uh, he started a company called Tyler's Coffee back when he was 15 years old, and that was a number of years ago. It's a great success on how a business can find its niche in a very crowded market uh, and, and, make, and establish itself in this crowded market, even when there's some big giants in there. So welcome to the show, Tyler.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's, you know, the, when you just um, talked a little bit about that in your intro, niche marketing is probably one of the best and most successful ways for people to succeed in industry. And I I know firsthand because we're in the largest industry next to oil. We're in a $1.6 trillion industry. And it's just amazing how we can, um, we're able to niche out a segment in the market so that we could actually, uh, you know, give back to the society as a whole.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's a great point because one of the things that this new economy, this new uh, digital economy, the ability to use places like uh, Amazon and, and the digital world to sell to anyone, anywhere around the world gives you that opportunity to build a niche because the whole world is fundamentally your customer or at least a very small segment of the whole world right if you were if what town are you in again Uh, tucson tucson so if you were in tucson and the only place you know 100 years ago the only place you could sell your coffee would be tucson that would be your whole market well these days you can sell it in the whole world and that really allows companies to focus and develop that niche
2: so take- yeah I was also very lucky to be essentially um, you know outside of one other company that I won't name we were the first on the web to have a subscription model and it wasn't easy we actually had to hire a coder to do all the source code to for our first subscription because no one no one no one had it no one no one knew how to do it no one knew how to re- Reoccurring billing. Now, every single major company out there is a reoccurring billing process. Sure. sure. So, um, but no, I, I, I mean, it's funny because I never really have talked about this on anyone's show, but I, I will because we're kind of going down that road. I will say this: it's amazing that I had so many visionary ideas that came to fruition, and in the tech space, it's like, Oh my God, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. Come to find out you need millions of dollars and you know, you need head funds behind you and you, you need a lot more resources than just an idea. Mm-hmm. But, but it was very interesting that I actually had that kind of forward vision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of entrepreneurs do. And, and the challenge, of course, is to take those ideas and turn them into something tangible and something Correct. Other. And that's Correct. what separates the successful entrepreneurs from the dreamers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So for those people who don't know, tell us a little bit about Tyler's Coffee and, and sort of why it's unique.
2: Absolutely. So Tyler's Coffee is so unique because we are the world's first and only acid-free coffee. We're coffee that doesn't give you heartburn and the ingestion, upset stomach. We're smooth. No bitter bite,
0: and so uh, I just have a helicopter going over. So I apologize for the background noise. Uh, So what's 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 important to some individuals about acid-free coffee? Why is that important to some people?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's crucially important to everyone, and I'll explain why. When you drink. Anything that has a low pH, I'm not talking coffee, I'm talking soda, I'm talking alcohol, I'm talking um, fast food, I'm talking anything that has a low pH. What happens is your body wants to stay at a a neutrality, uh, 7.3 to 7.6, roughly in there. And so when you eat an acidic property, you get a deduction. And that deduction in the body goes. Okay, we're out of homeostasis. We need to add enzymes to the liver. We need to put more bile in the uh, pancreas. Uh, we we need to make sure that we we can you know process this negative uh, this negative beast so that we can get back into neutrality. And and, and it's very interesting because being a, a a coffee salesman of sorts, uh, I learned a lot more about the medical field so much so that, you know, I went for my, um, OEC outdoor emergency care and it's it's like one step down from EMT. And I learned a lot about the human body and how the human body works. And it was very, very intriguing and I enjoyed it tremendously. But what it, what I would, the takeaway from that was that Tyler's coffees is a, such a beneficial aspect to everyone's life because they don't actually have to add cream and sugar to get the pH to the, where your body's going to be happy. They can actually drink this coffee because we don't bloom the tannin and lipid acids in the roasting process. By not blooming the tannin and lipid acids in the roasting process, we're able to yield a neutral pH. And so for people that have Crohn's, GERD, interstitial cystitis, leaky gut, OAB, um, colitis of any sort, uh, you know, bladder lining disorders, GI disorders, there was a study done by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation in North America. And I I bring this up a lot because it's a very unique study. And that study was done where 50 million Americans suffer from stomach related issues. It was done in 2016. And so if you actually look at it, it's gone up. It hasn't gone down. People, especially during COVID, people started eating a lot worse. Um, They started eating a lot more fast food. They started eating a lot more non-healthy food because it also ties in with depression. Long story short, Tyler's Coffees is that product that people love. And we know that people love it because we have an 80% retention rate on our coffee. I don't know any other coffee out there in the industry that actually has that loyal of a customer base.
0: Wow. So there is something unique that you do in the roasting process? Is is that, yeah, is totally. that the place?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so people think that we add or we delete. Um, we don't do either. Um, what happens is that when you have cellular membrane of any plant-based system, it has – to have photosynthesis. Well, photosynthesis, the way it gets photosynthesis is through tannic and lipid acids. Uh, now, what happens is like, for example, on, on the other um, on the show that I was on, they said, well, what about tea, Tyler? And I was like, yeah, well, you don't roast tea. You steep tea. So it's a, it's a different process. When you have a green bean and you have to roast it, if you over roast it, you'll bloom the tannin and lipid acids. So we're able to, to use a computer roasting process that's proprietary that actually roasts each and in, each individual bean by itself, so that there's no deformities um, in the roasting procedure, and there's no there's no essentially the parameters are identical from one bean to the other bean, and and that's what's amazing about another thing that's amazing about Tyler's coffees is the quality control is at like a 98.6%. So each, every bag that comes off the line is identical. And it's really important because people that are our customers, they call it a, you know, they, we call it a subscription. They call it a prescription. And, and it's kind of like, yeah, we're at the point where we're at a medical level because these are people that can't, cannot have acid in their diet, or they will have horrible reverse side effects.
0: Wow. Wow. And how did uh, how did you develop this uh, uh, roasting process?
2: So my father um, actually developed the, the process. He, so so the story goes that he uh, and I kind of enjoyed coffee together at a very young age. And he started getting uh, upset stomach after drinking coffee. And so he went to his GI doctor and his GI doctor said, hey, I'm sorry, but you can't have coffee anymore. You have ulcers. And he goes, Well, uh, that's not an option. (laughs) You know, and and so the doc's like, Well, okay, you can do whatever you want, but it's just gonna be painful. So he started doing a lot a lot of research because he's a research guy, he's a research man, he loves research. And he came to find out what the what the the negative acids were that were causing inflammation. And then he went up to Phoenix and he talked to an electrical engineer, mechanical engineer. And they said, hey, can we build this process? And and so they had a lot a trial and error, trial and error. And about 16 years ago, my father came to me and he had this silver pack. And he said, hey, go out there and you know, try to sell the coffee. And all I did was I would just go on a bike and I would hand out a coffee bag. And I would say, give me your name and number. And I'll call you and see what you think. And I'll never forget this very, very sweet old lady. I called her. And I said, "Hi, this is Tyler. I just dropped out that coffee sample a week ago. I wanted to see what you think about it." And she goes, "Oh, no, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. I really liked it a lot. Um, where do I get it?" And being 14 years old from me. Uh, okay, how much is it? A dollar. You know, I didn't really have I didn't really have the business mindset, right? It was this is this is all just a, a test market per se. Uh, and by taking that test market, we then created. So we had a, we had conception, test market, viable product, monetary gain. So that was a light bulb moment. I said, okay, not only do people like the coffee. Well, some people said it's okay. Some people, you know, this, this, this was this was R and D. This was first gen. And from there, I said, okay, well, why don't Why don't we see if this person can be duplicated? And at the time, 2004, 2005, the Internet was starting to pick up. Facebook just became a thing. You know, it's it's crazy to think, but Facebook just became a thing. So we got on Facebook, and then we started doing a website, and then we started. So in 2016, I got my first retail location, AJ's Fine Food, which – Longest customer, beautiful customer, great customer, here in Arizona, in our backyard, and they said, "Okay, well, Tyler, you need a three million dollar insurance policy," and I said, "Well, I don't think I have a three million dollar anything." And I, like, no, 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 you need a policy of three million. So, what I'm saying is, is as a, as a very young entrepreneur, I had to learn all of these very unique and different concepts, and at the same time. I was a swimmer in my high school and I was going to school and so I had a really, really heavy load. Um, but I started learning very, very quickly at a young age that I didn't really need commercial education is the best way for me to explain it. Um, you know, they would, they would, you know, why? And again, I I don't want to offend any of your listeners because I think education is the most important thing in the world, but, on the other hand, I think that there is a, uh, I don't know that.
0: Well, there's you, l- l- there's more than one way to get an education.
2: I was just gonna say, yeah, it, right? and so yeah, exactly. And so when you have when you have an education that is tied to a monetary gain, the incentive goes absolutely through the roof. When you have an education that's tied to a letter on a piece of transcript you know it's, it's a little bit of a different ballgame um, anyway the point is 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 uh, at a very young age I, I learned uh, a lot and uh, I, I started becoming quite successful with my company and I was spending more time uh, at lunchtime at school talking to clients on my phone than I was talking to my friends you know it was it was a very very interesting dynamic but I will say this because I strongly believe in this. Um, if you're gonna work hard, you should play harder. and that's why it, it makes you want to work. And so, in two thousand and six, when I got my driver's license, two months later, I bought, not my parents bought. I bought my uh, my vehicle. and i was uh, I was I was <laughs> when I showed up with my bmw m three, people started taking notice of wow Tyler has been kind of antisocial but holy cow he really he's really doing something yeah
0: yeah so uh now how big is your business now how many employees etc you-
2: so we've got um yeah so we've got two offices we've got one warehouse uh the warehouse employs about uh 15 people Uh, We work with the Beacon Foundation, which is a nonprofit, and they hire on people that have um, mental challenges, and we were very, very blessed that we're working with them. So, um, but but they hire 20 people just for Tyler's, because we have such a volume. We've got six people in one office, two people in the other office, Uh, we're in... um, just I have a thousand stores across the country we're on amazon walmart ebay jet um wish we're, we're on a lot of yeah. online platforms yeah.
0: that's phenomenal growth particularly for something that's a commodity and you're competing against you know the big guys procter and gamble etc so
2: yeah and so that that kind of is a great segue so yeah at a very young age I learned that why am I going to beat my head against multi-billion dollar conglomerates when I can create a solution to a problem that's been pre-existing. Um and for entrepreneurs listening um the most important thing the most important thing in business is just one word. I've boiled it down to one word. And and please tell me if I'm wrong. Um but the one word is very simple. It's called help. H E L P. Now what I mean by that is if you can create a product or a service that helps, you will be astronomically successful. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. You will be so successful. You won't know where to bank all your money. And wait, before COVID I would fly around and I would speak and, you know, be interviewed and they would ask the questions and then, okay, Tyler, you started at 14 years old, you're now here, you did this, it's amazing, wow, all right, hey, everyone, let's give Tyler a round of applause, I'd come off stage and, of course, a line would form and, and uh, you know, I'd talk to everyone, I, that's that's what I would do and, and a lot of people would say to me, oh, how much does it cost for me to uh, be coached by you and I was like, it's free, like, what do you mean? I was like, it's free, F R E E. It's free, and they're like, well, how can it be free? And I'm like, because I want to help. I want to support other entrepreneurs. Now, here's the deal: if you want me to like <laughs> really divulge and then drive into your business, um, you know, yeah, we can look at equity position or we can look at a salary or whatever. But I don't believe And, and again, I, I kind of turned. Um, I kind of turned the uh, speaking industry on its head uh, I, I like doing that I'm I'm what I'm what I'm great at is disruptive technology I enjoy it it's something that I really just get a kick out of doing uh, I don't think anyone should should charge to talk to someone I think that that's a right you know I don't think that's a yeah. privilege
0: yeah well the, the way you characterized help and a, and a product that helps that that's I haven't heard anyone else talk about it in that way so that was very yeah. nice that's a keeper yeah, yeah, that's a key point. Uh, so, do you guys still roast all your own beans, even though without oh, this group?
2: Absolutely, okay. Absolutely, we do. Yeah.
0: And uh, so, you, you're like you said, you're in Amazon, you're in Walmart, uh, you're at Jet. So, what does it take? I mean, a lot of people are always, you know, saying, asking themselves, "Hey, I haven't. I, I have my product idea. I got a little bit of traction." I want to get on the shelves at Walmart or I want to get onto Amazon. So Mm -hmm. can you uh, give some hints and some tips on, on what, what people should do and at what point they should start considering that? You know, in other words, what's the toll gate you got to kind of go through before you even knock on that door.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, getting into retail, brick and mortar retail is the equivalent of dating. And what I mean by that is when you're dating, if you're too aggressive you're 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 you know you're texting the girl you're calling her every other day you're you're really in her face um she's gonna get turned off and she's gonna be like f off right and so you're you're what you're doing is with the buyer you're courting them that's the best way i can explain it so You do touch points. You say, hey, I'll follow up with you next week. Or, oh, when's a great time for me to talk to you next? Or, you know, put the ball in their court all the time. Um, It took us about 50 phone calls to get to the buyer for us to even have an intro conversation with natural grocers. And so in that 50 calls took about two and a half years. So figure out how long you have to wait until you start calling again. If you're calling every day, you will be seen in the industry as don't talk to that guy. He's he's crazy.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, It's a very fine, fine line between keeping them in your head and this guy is crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. and And sort of how big do you need to be in order to get into a grocery chain or get into to walmart is there some sort of threshold where there's
2: there's a really interesting stigma around that it's not really how big do you have to be for them to talk to you it's how interesting do you have to have a product for them to put it on the shelf if if we started with natural grocers we started with like 15 of them we're now in all of them we're in like over. I think they have 180 stores. I don't quote me on that, but it's it's around there. Um, and Hy-Vee is an interesting an, an interesting grocery store too because they've got 300 stores, and we're in about 30 of them. And we've asked multiple times. You know, we'd love to have your ability to come into your distribution center so that you guys can distribute out. And they're like, well, no, we're not ready for you yet. Oh, well, we're looking at your, you know, sale through rates. Oh, well, we're doing this. Oh, you need to put some marketing dollars behind us. Oh, you know, and, and so, you know, remember it's, it's, you're, you're trying to get them to say yes. It's not the other way around. So, Again, I, I, I cannot stress it enough. It's like dating. You know, I mean, if, if you don't put yourself out there, you're probably not going to get a, a date. But right. on the other hand, you can't be seen as a creeper.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, what's sort of uh, preventing uh, the big guys from introducing their own version of acid free coffee?
2: Um, They can't do it. So we have a proprietary process, and we've had it for 16 years. And uh, even Starbucks has tried with the Blonde Roast. Um, There is a lot of low-acid coffees out there, a lot, a heck of a lot. Um, But we're the the world's first and only acid-free coffee. Um, Another thing is what we did is we did do a trademark, so they would be in violation of the trademark
1: but the reality of
2: it is is we, we're the only we're the only copy out there that actually says what we really say we are.
0: Yeah, so you have a pro- proprietary process. Yes, sir. Tra- trade secret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And that's the one you said your 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 uh, biochemist genius father came up with.
2: Yeah, so it was three people um, and he was the chemistry behind it and then we need electrical engineer mechanical engineer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Excellent. So, uh, what do you see for Tyler's Coffee in, going forward?
2: Um, I, I, I mean, you know, talk about getting into the grocery. We want to get into Sprouts and we want to get into Whole Foods, and we thought that we were going to get into Sprouts and Whole Foods in this this year. Uh, in 2019, I said, okay, for this year, our initiative is 2020 is going to be Sprouts and Whole Foods. Nope. <laughs> COVID happened, and it all went to
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, COVID's been a huge disruptor. Uh, uh, you know, but the sales
2: uh, directly, Tyler'sCoffee's.com, and Amazon, and all the online retailers went through the roof. So it's not that we we didn't lose money this year. We actually went up about forty percent, which is insane um but it would be nice to, to have the extra uh, retail location yeah. that would be and, and hopefully 2021 is going to be a good a good year for business uh it's an election year i'm not going to talk about the politics on that but i think it makes sense that if we have a uh, a former businessman that was a billionaire. And he's made the economy great for the last four years. Then probably his track record is going to stay the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me ask you one last question here. Is is there anything that I should have asked you that I haven't?
2: <laughs> That's I've never been asked that question. That's <laughs> an amazing question.
0: Yeah. What other What is, other points? What other important uh, points are is there?
2: Any interview question that you have that you want to talk about that you haven't asked? Um, well, I mean, I guess I'm going to be a little selfish here. Uh, can I can I tell your your listeners how to get our coffee?
0: Of course, absolutely. Uh, we want, okay. we want so to do that
2: you, anyway, yeah. If you go to com, we have a code running right now where it's tyler2020, all lowercase, tyler2020, 20% off for the rest of the year. And also, if you go um, on Amazon... Uh, it's, it's really cost effective. Now, let me just kind of touch on that real quick. If people go to Amazon and buy Tyler's coffees, they'll be getting Tyler's coffees. They're not getting the counterfeit coffee, but what they're not going to get is they're not going to get the customer service. They literally, literally can call us 24 seven and place an order and talk to a live human. They also, if there's any issue whatsoever in damage of shipping or they got the wrong order or whatever, it's all taken care of. Not even, not no questions asked, we just take care of it. Um, Amazon, we've actually had some funny funny uh, things happen where customers have called us and said, hey, I ordered this on Amazon, I got the wrong product, uh, can you send me out, and I say, I'm sorry, We, we it's not. Uh, it's not our, it's not our Amazon listing selling We're we sold to over 20 different listers on Amazon and it's growing. And it's funny because we didn't ever think that we were going to get this much demand for the brand. I mean, it's crazy sauce. Like we started with like three retailers on Amazon. Now we're at 20 retailers and it's growing. Like I've got three more inquiries. Now, everyone runs uh, a map policy, which is, uh, you know, you cannot go above or under minimum advertised price. But it blows my mind. Some of these people are selling it for $40 a bag. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand it, but good on them. And so if you go to tylerscoffees.com, you're going to get the, the best customer service. It's like going to the dealership. You know, if you're going to go to the dealership, you're going to get the customer service. If you're going to go to a used car lot on the side of the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is even though uh, people can buy it on Amazon, it's actually through th- third parties are selling that on Amazon. That's and not you. Whereas if you go to Tyler's, and that's plural, right? Tyler's with an S on the end. Yeah. Uh, coffee.com. Then they're buying it directly from you. That's right. And until and the end of the year, you're running a, a 20% discount. And yep. using the code uh, Tyler 2020
2: and if you get on subscription it's uh it's free shipping
0: oh okay excellent excellent hey Tyler this has really been an interesting story uh you know there's there's not a lot of businesses that are successful in such a crowded market right yeah I mean it's tough and and you know there's little community roasters all over the place there's sure. there's these boutique roasters that have popped up and probably every town has one uh, yeah But you've gone way beyond that. You're a much larger business and very successful. And it's a great story. I really appreciate you being on the show.
2: Thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate everything that you've done. And, you know, the best way I can end this is if you want to be an entrepreneur, there is one thing that you need to do. You need to jump in the deep end and you need to figure out how to swim or better yet, you need to put yourself on top of Mount Everest and then jump off and you have to assemble an airplane on the way down. This is not for the light and this is not for the faint of heart. Entrepreneurism is the most craziest, wildest thing that you can get your hands on. You know, you're never, ever, ever going to get, um, You're never, ever going to get a steady income being an entrepreneur. So for anyone out there that's thinking about moving from, you know, a structured job that's safe and comfortable to um, the wild unknown, if you're ready, rock it. But if you're not, just, you know, don't do it. And, and, And I don't mean that in a negative context. I mean that in the most loving way. I would never tell someone to do something that they are not 100 percent on board with to a point where it's fanatic. You know, you're just like, I I don't care what's going to happen. I'm going to make this a success.
0: Yeah, well, that was a great, great summary and a great way to end the podcast. Uh, Thank you very much for being a guest, Tyler.
1: Thank you. Well, Bela, you were right. He was different um, than a lot of our other guests. Uh, but, you know, I, different can be good. And uh, there's a lot of paths, right, to entrepreneurial success. And this one is a little bit different than some of our other guests, as you kind of led off with. But w- what did you think? What struck you as really interesting about your conversation with Tyler?
0: So the the first thing I want to talk about um, is, I think, This is a great example of finding a niche, a super small niche for your product that's valuable, very valuable to your customers. So if you can establish a product that's of great value to a small set of customers, uh, you can make yourself a very nice business out of that, right? I mean, coffee roasting is coffee roasting is coffee roasting. I think Tyler's our third guest, actually, that's been roasting coffee beans. Uh, So it's it's a crowded market. And this acid-free, which for certain people is important because it's the only way they can drink coffee, uh, is a real lesson in this notion of carving out a niche for yourself and and really identifying yourself and connecting yourself with customers, and you're providing your customers a great value proposition. And I think that's that's lesson number one. I think lesson number two is, as you you alluded to, Mike, is this notion of various different ways of approaching a business. Uh, there are various different ways, and, and there's books written about different ways of doing this, uh, and, and there is no right or wrong way. There's what works for you, and there's what works for your, the people that you work with and the people that you surround yourself with. And then as a result of that, a certain type of culture, a certain type of leadership style, a certain type of, of management style will emerge, And to some extent, it's sort of self-fulfilling because employees who identify with that and who like that way of leadership will gravitate towards it. And people who don't will gravitate away from it towards some other type of uh, leadership style or management style. So they're all good. This diversity is important because we all tend to migrate towards sort of different corners of the room, and, and the room has more than four corners, right? So so I think that this is a great example of that, and, and you sort of contrasted a little bit to uh, a previous episode, a previous recent episode, uh, the Merino wool fella, Dan Dembski, right? And if you listen to him, he had this very sort of, uh, you know, gosh, we didn't know what we were doing, we were just trying different things, etc. cetera, and, and you got sort of a very different flavor from him. On how the the culture of that business is versus Tyler's culture and the business of uh, or the culture of Tyler's business, and again, not making a judgment here, um, they, they both work, right? They both work, and that's that to me is a, another real important point uh, with this conversation with Tyler.
1: Yeah, it's important to understand and listen and respect and appreciate different styles, right? Um, but. You know, as an investor, right, you can choose who you invest in. And as an employee, I can choose where I work, right? And it's just important to kind of see this and listen to people and figure out where they're coming from. And, and uh, you know, do you want to be a part of it or not? I actually am a definitely a fan of it's actually great to disagree with some of the people that you work with, as long as you can do it in a respectful way um, and truly listen. Uh, and look at different points of view that that's actually really beneficial. And a lot of the research on kind of deep diversity amongst viewpoints is good for an organization um, supports this. Uh, so it's not just by gender or race or religion, but really, truly different ways of conceiving of the business that you're in. And this is an example where I think, you know, uh, Tyler's approach to sales and Tyler's approach to um to marketing or even dealing with the public are probably different than what i lay out for my students but i always leave room for other approaches and certainly he's been successful and um it's worth listening to people who look at things or or say things that are different than the way you approach them so yeah i totally agree bail and i think it's a it's a good point to wrap it up on that that this is an interesting story a young person who really worked hard to find success in a niche market and has grown it um and uh but also it kind of identified some differences in leadership and communication styles that are out there that are that are all valid. And it's a it's a big tent, there's room for all of us, right?
0: Yep, agreed, Mike. Agreed. Well said.
1: All right. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us. We hope you found this episode interesting and thought provoking. If you have questions about what we discussed, please feel free to drop us an email at bayla.an at gmail.com.
0: And hey, please do subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And tell your friends about us. Uh, We're always looking to get some more listeners. So until next time, signing off from upstate New York. See you soon, Mike.
1: Thanks, Bela. And from over here in Münster, Germany, auf Wiedersehen.